KINY, where you don't miss a thing. Time once again for Capital Chat. Honored to have in the studio with me Coach Soros of your Juno Huskies. Unfortunately, coming off a big loss versus Colony over the weekend. But you know what, Coach? As we were sitting here talking, that doesn't take away from how good of the season was, and it doesn't take away from how hard these kids worked all season long. Yeah, absolutely. First, uh, thanks for having me uh, back again this year and, and uh, appreciate all the time and coverage we've been getting this season. Um, yeah, I know the kids uh, all throughout the season, you know, we, we, we kind of checked off every box. If you go back to the summer camps that we did, I mean, every single scrimmage that these kids were involved in, anything that involved putting pads on, they were successful and came out on top. And it, it just was unfortunate that uh, at the very end, we couldn't get that one last check mark. But but no, when you when we take a little time and we'll be able to reflect back and, and knowing that we won the you know conference title for the second year in a row and we're able to you know get to 10 and 0 there's only there's been like 30 years of high school football in Juno and only uh, I think it's only the third team ever to get to 10 wins so pretty pretty special group that they're in and and like I say yeah I know we definitely would love to have that uh, <clears throat> that other trophy the traveling one to bring back with us but at the same time just a lot of great memories and after the game, I was telling the reporters and stuff, if I had this kind of group, uh, you know, every year I'd coach for the next 50 years. It was really, really a special group of kids. Let's talk about the game real quick. And the only thing I really want to focus is on is you did face Colony earlier in the season and did dominate them, but clearly they adjusted and made the right adjustments. They, they did. And, you know, and, and one of the things that's, that's tough in high school football is, is to beat a team twice. And uh, we experienced this last year when we, we, we were able to beat uh, Diamond twice and Bartlett twice. And then when we ran into East that second time, they made some great adjustments and, you know, utilize some kids and some of their good athletes and were able to beat us. And same thing this year, you know, we were able to get through South the second time and and uh, East, you know, played our best four-quarter game of the season. And then uh, Colony, I've been watching them, you know, been paying attention to all the teams that we could potentially face. And you could really see defensively from about week seven on, they really ramped up their defense and their, their tackling as a group and swarming to the football. Kind of a real mirror image of us, actually. And, uh, and of course, that, you know, translated on the field. I mean, just a 7-7 ball game till the final 17 seconds so two super strong defensive units going at it and uh, they made just enough plays to to beat us defense wins championships we hear it all the time that was a game of defenses it really was it it was insane to watch it was everybody was clamping down everybody was making tackles and it basically broke down to who was going to make the big play yeah yeah and like i said uh, you just gotta give credit to colony they they made a a big catch down the sideline on third and 19 that was uh, really you know covered really well by two of our best defenders and the kid, the ball was bouncing around and he came down with it and uh, kept their drive alive. And then after that, uh, you know, credit them for, for getting the ball in the end zone and not leaving as much time on the clock to, to counter. And yeah, just, just back forth game, you know, we, we got down in the red zone four times and uh, we're only able to get the one touchdown and, you know, credit to them uh, for getting some timely stops. And we, we had a, you know, an unfortunate holding penalty on that last drive that really kind of pushed us out of field goal range. Cause at that point we were getting the kicker ready. We're like, well, we, you know, 10 sevens. Uh, I mean, that sounds great to me. So uh, just uh, unfortunately, we didn't get that opportunity. Yeah, no, it's very unfortunate. Let's highlight some of the people from that game because some people really did step up and absolutely played their hearts out and left it all on the field. And that's all you can ask for as a coach sometimes. Yeah, you know, we talk about at the beginning of the year, I say my goal at the end of the year is uh, just to be a tough team to beat. That's all you can really control. Can you be a tough team to beat? And I think we obviously checked that box. And so real proud of the kids. But, uh, you know, getting Brandon Campbell back was was big for us. He came back right at the playoffs and you could just see, you know, it gave us a a shot in the arm and, and it was great for him to get back on the field after missing seven weeks and and of course he was one of the three uh, players of the game and and so the people there that watched that game uh, you know saw that as well on both sides of the ball he was flying around you know on, as the offensive lineman and then of course coming off the edge on defense had a lot of big tackles and and tried to corral their um 
their uh, player of the year candidate uh, Jack Nash the best they could and and uh, you know I, I think we you know we did pretty good with him he, he made you know he extended some plays and you know kept some drives alive and that's you know one of the reasons why he's you know considered to be the best player in the state was he he really did step up and do well but but we had Brandon Campbell and then of course Jamal Johnson uh, you know carried the ball 20 times 132 yards and got a big touchdown for us in the first half and just you know also playing linebacker and and he he I always said all year he's the best tackler in space open field tackler and, and I think that comes you know he's got some wrestling background some of that kind of stuff oh, he's got he, a killer yeah, shot yeah 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 <laughs> and so you get to see a guy trying to run free and I'm like oh no he's not going to make it and there's Jamal <laughs> and uh and then of course Darrell Williams uh you know, did a good job for us at quarterback uh, all year long, and and uh, they they probably focused focused on him maybe more than what I expected. They really kept him under wraps the whole night, held him to uh, one of his lowest rushing totals of the season, and and uh, and by being able to do that, it kind of kept us from really maybe be able to find some other things that would work. We 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 dabbled in some other areas, but just couldn't really get anything with any consistency. But those three guys, and then of course you know uh, Sam Sika was his normal uh, force, and Hunter Durr, and and uh, just you know a lot. Of Peyton Grant had a great playoff run, a huge. I, I actually texted him and said, "Man, I'm really proud of the way you finished the season, and and I just want to, you know, hopefully these kids will continue to do well in other sports and keep their grades up." And said, so "I look forward to, you know, dropping in and watching them when they start participating in other things throughout the year." So, coach, you're losing 20 seniors this year. Yeah, can't, yeah that can't be easy as a coach. No, you know, we lost a good chunk last year, but we knew we had this junior class um, that, you know, they were just real dedicated, lifted weights a lot. It's probably one of the strongest teams I've ever had, and and uh, you know, and that's why you know made it pretty easy to run a physical style uh, on both sides of the ball just because we had some strong kids and so the challenge is going to be now to get this next group uh, to kind of to that level you know when when these guys raise the bar this high you know everybody wants to keep it there and uh, you know it falls to that next class and and we had a real strong freshman group this year and we do have some other kids coming back and I've heard there's um another good freshman class coming in next year and just been out on the, you know, reaching out to parents and other kids and just trying to compile a list of names of, of kids that, you know, that are athletic that, you know, maybe we could sway them to picking up a new sport if they haven't done football before. Uh, we've got lots of openings and love to have you. The thing I love about football, it's uh, I think it's the greatest team sport because it's just got so many dynamic parts to it. Uh, you know, you, you could be a big guy, you could be a small guy, you could be a fast guy, uh, you have good hands, you could be able to throw. I mean, just so many, so many variables to having a good football team and and uh, we're looking for everybody out there. I just want to get the best group of athletes and, uh, you know, recruit some big linemen would be great and just be able to go back up there and, uh, you know, take it to these teams in Anchorage next year. Now, one thing, uh, the JV team did have a really good season. You all these young up-and-comers coming up, and obviously recruiting will be a big thing for you right now. Big question is, though, how is it going to change the offense losing that? Is that something you're going to have to adjust and look at your talent? or Exactly. You know, I, uh, these last couple of years, I've ran uh, kind of that single-wing formation, and uh, I've already been kind of, you know, penciling in. We'll, we'll go back to more of a West Coast style next year, some two- and three-receiver sets, and uh, it'll be more in tune with what the personnel we're going to have. And so we'll just we'll kind of know that going into the offseason, that the offense we ran this year, will be something maybe we'll sprinkle in, but it won't be something that we rely on uh, all the time and, and definitely go back to a, a system that we probably ran eight, ten years ago and, you know, uh, get Jaden Johnson vertical down the field and Thomas Baxter and, you know, some of these other guys get the ball in their hands in space and see what they can do. West Coast offense at its finest right yeah, there. Yeah, Spreading the field out, yeah. giving you some options. Well, Coach, it was a fantastic season. I'm already looking forward to next season and, of course, like I said, we can't take away. I mean, how many kids made it to the All-State roster or second All-Team State? It was pretty much your whole lineup. 
up. Yeah, I think we have. Uh, I think we had twelve first team all conference selections, and I'll, I'll be going up this weekend. They'll be doing the all state voting this weekend, so uh, those kids will be in line for some additional awards. And I'm sure you guys will see that in the in the media as we uh, get into next week. And then we do have four kids playing in the uh, All Star Shrine Game this Saturday. Uh, we got uh, Sam Sika and Jamal Johnson, and uh, who else do we got there? Lucas White and Hunter Durr. Those four guys will be participating, getting put the pads on one more time, and. Uh, and uh, going up against some of the other uh, best seniors around the state of Alaska on Saturday. Well, as the season wraps up and Halloween right around the corner, I remember you guys had a lot of fun with this last year, a huge fundraising effort for the Juno Huskies, the Haunted Hollows coming back. Uh, oh, I, I, I mean, I had no idea how big that thing was going to turn out to be. It was an amazing. And so this year they've moved it to the Mendenhall Campground and we've been doing signups. And uh, if anybody's out there is interested and in, in maybe wanting to help out or has some ideas, I, I'm sure they're always looking for more, uh, you know, volunteers and things. You can look on our uh, Facebook page and our uh, website to get more details on that. But it's going to be at the Mendenhall Campground uh, this Friday and Saturday from 6 p.m. to midnight. And then it'll be on Sunday from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. And uh, I've even got my... um and picked up my costume. It was one of those as seen on TV ones. So it's going to be pretty, pretty exciting. <laughs> okay. So, I cannot so, wait to yeah. see that. My daughter and I had a blast last yeah. year at it. And I could tell the kids were having a lot of fun oh, scaring yeah. everybody. Yeah. yeah. I was so sore the next day. I, I was like, man, I ran. I, it was definitely a good way to get your exercise, I guess. So no, a lot of fun. And hopefully the community can come out and enjoy that again and help our program at the same time. And remember, it's not going to be at Ocrec this year. It's going to be over at the Mendenhall Campground. Yes. Yeah. Mendenhall Campground. Yes. Which gives you a little more space, honestly. Probably gives you a little bit more room to scare and a little it, bit longer of a trail it does yeah and we're doing the uh the rv i guess there's I, i'm not real familiar with the loops there but there's like the rv loop is what they called it and so we're going to be on that side and uh, have everything set up and uh, i've got some great group working on it lots of kids signed up and but i say if there's anybody out there that's interested and wants to reach out i'm sure we could always use more help coach Soros, thank you so much and let's give a big shout out to your coaches too because i know you got a big coaching staff and they don't get the love they deserve they don't you know coach hedges uh, jeff hedges he's he grew up in this town and he's been involved with high school football for you know what 15 years now and he does so many things for our program that, that go unnoticed as far as, you know, he gears out the kids, he preps all the stuff for the road trips and he's just always available. That's the thing is, is like you could call him and he'll always answer the phone and, and it's, whether it be me or a player or anybody like that. And so, you know, guys like that really help make this program. Uh, Captain Steve White, uh, was, he was the head of the Coast Guard for a while and retired and, and uh, his son Lucas is on our team and he's, he does a lot of things like that as well. And Brandon Riedel is kind of new to our coaching staff and really helped, uh, you know, in the fundraising efforts and getting kids out and getting us that connection with uh, the middle schoolers as they come into high school and just a, just a great group and you got some veteran guys that have been there a while Chris Connolly and Marcos Morehouse they've been heading up that JV program for a while and do a great job and of course uh, coach Evan Rothfeld uh, you know he was the defensive uh, coordinator for us and he was the assistant coach of the year for the state and he just I mean that that was a must-have I mean you look at our defense this year and it was lights out I mean I think we gave up only about 12 points a game all year and you know he did everything he could to help us bring home that title this year we just came up a little short but uh, not because of his efforts he was great and and yeah just just, just a solid group, group uh, Romney Tupo one of our line coaches and and just yeah just a great fun group of guys to be around and uh, you know future is bright for Juno football we just got to hopefully keep everybody together and and, and bring in some new kids and like you say get these uh, JV kids developed and get them ready to play next year and make another run at it. Go Juno Huskies on your very successful run this season, smashing records, doing things that haven't been done in Juno football for so long. Thank you, Coach Rose, for coming in and doing this. It's been a pleasure talking to you all season long. And of course, thank you to your coaching staff and thank you to the kids for all the hard work they put in. No, thanks a lot. Remember, you can download past episodes of Capital Chat over at KINYradio.com.